Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, we'll tell you what the most important things in the land are to us, and we're going to talk to you about the Disneyland Hotel. All of that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, and points around Southern California, this is the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged, episode 741 for the week of August 20th, 2018. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Let the experts at Dreams help you plan every aspect of your next Disneyland vacation, all at no extra charge. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you from the Bob Varley Studio here in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friend and co-host, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. And out in California by the lovely Miss Katrina Manzoni. Hi, everybody. And our associate producer, Mr. Tyler Crouch. Hi, everyone. Or if you want to piss him off, it's Taylor Couch. Okay, <laughs> so welcome, everybody. Hope you are having uh, a good week so far, albeit for you. It's Monday right now because that's when you'll be watching this. So your week just started. There's plenty of times, time left for things to go horribly wrong. Um, for us, it's Wednesday. So we're kind of midway through the week. Mm. Um, but just uh, the only thing I really have for housekeeping is a reminder to everyone that we are trying to raise $100,000 for Give Kids the World. We are looking for people willing to either donate uh, themselves. Uh, we've been asking people to donate $100 if they can, but of course, $5, 10 25 is fine. Um, but also to ask their friends, family uh, members, and coworkers to pitch in. Um, we're 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 trying we're almost you know we're we're more, three quarters of the way there mm-hmm. as of the time we're recording this we're about seventy four thousand dollars that we've raised in the last three weeks which is amazing which means we've sent approximately twelve families thirteen families now to give kids the world uh, if you're not familiar with give kids the world head out to gktw.org gktw.org as in give kids the world and see the amazing work these folks do. Um, so we're really hoping by the end of the month to hit our $100,000 goal. So if you can help us out, it would be appreciated. So is there anything else? Oh, we want to talk about our little, our our little giveaway. Fist, yeah. Why don't you uh, talk to the people about the Bejeweled Fist? Okay, so um, you may remember a couple weeks back we talked about a little... Um contest we were having here for one of these they sold out in disneyland in like a day and then they didn't come back they're um the um infinity gauntlet or as pete affectionately calls them the bejeweled fists um we have two that we are giving away um and you have to do two specific things um if you want to win one of these one of those is you have to go on twitter and follow Dreams Unlimited Travel, and their Twitter handle is at DreamsUTravel. There is a tweet pinned to the top of the profile that you have to um, retweet, and then you also have to be following Dreams Unlimited Travel for a chance to win not just that gauntlet, but also a copy. Oh, oh. <laughs> I still got his shot. 
of Avengers Infinity War on Blu-ray. And, uh, you know, it's the Blu-ray DVD digital copy. So no we speak. No, there's no DVD in these anymore. I'm going back to Target after this. Um, so, well, they're cutting down now. But you get the digital copy. So you get your Disney movies everywhere and all that jazz. And now you can but, cut to me. Um, but the yeah. Fist and a movie. So that's one way to win it is Twitter. Um, and then another way is if you go on Instagram and follow the dot Diz on Instagram. Um, if you scroll down not too far, just five posts ago, um, there is a picture, and we had our lovely hand model Craig Williams wearing the Infinity Gauntlet for that. And um, what you need to do for that one is follow the Diz on there and tag two friends who you also think might be interested in winning this, and they could also have a chance to win if they do the same. So. Um, yeah, and again, that's for the gauntlet, which is a sipper mug. You might not be able to tell. Could you hand me your fist again? Um, well, that's an outtake. <laughs> so uh, you wear it on your left hand as Pete had it, but then like the liquid goes in the thumb here if you're watching this. Um, and it is a also a good tool to really just, when somebody's talking during the movie, just give them a quick... Quick old punch in the side of the head. That's one use for. Yeah, so uh, many, many, many things, you know. So, um, uh, but yeah, so those are the two ways if you want to win that. Um, and we're keep in mind, and oh, just just keep in mind that we have two of these to give away. So we're giving one away on Twitter. We are giving another one away on Instagram. Yeah. So, and uh, we're going to announce that, that it contest is ending. That's why we're telling you about it one last time because now the movie is out. So we're going to announce the winner by next week. So get. We will announce the winners on next week's. So that's the twenty seventh, right? Twenty seventh. So yeah. that means we're going to be picking a winner probably by the twenty, like sometime next week. So you go, you better get to doing this sometime in the next couple of days. This goes out on the twentieth. We will be recording that episode during this week. Normally, we're doing this live and in, in the same week, so it's hard for my brand to, to process these I know. things. He, but he, I'd say I'd say it's a safe bet that you should get get doing this by Wednesday. Also, I want to give a, a so absolutely do that. But I want to give a shout out to a friend of mine on Twitter, Sam Carter, who's um, a Disney artist, um, and uh, he uh, I met him at. Uh, uh, met him D23. at D23 last year um, and he posted this artwork that he had done um, for Disney they were going to do something with the rocket rods tunnel for like a, an event and they asked him to create a mural and he did this mural of uh, imagining Tomorrowland in, as Tron in, in like a Tron vibe unbelievable I like nearly leapt through my screen when I saw it, and he's posting a lot of cool stuff. And um, I just wanted to give him a shout out because he's really, really talented. And if you hold on a second, I will find his Twitter handle because I didn't think to do yeah, that. Yeah, he's got some really awesome stuff going up there that I saw too. With like he's posting like pictures of parades that never happened and things like that. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's actually really cool stuff if you're a Disney fan to see. It really is. Keep talking, Tyler, because I need to find his. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they like they ha he has one thing up there that I saw that was from California. It was supposed to be a parade in California Adventure that's about the ocean. So it had all these different uh, you know parade floats that were themed to the ocean. They had like Stitch in his little Elvis costume with the with the waves around him and things like that. So very cool art on this guy's Twitter and. Uh, 
Yeah. And again, again, his name is Sam Carter, C-A-R-T-E-R, but his Twitter handle is at Cartar Sauce. So C-A-R-T-A-R Sauce is his Twitter handle. Go ahead and follow him. He's got some really, really cool stuff uh, going up there. And uh, today he posted something about, uh, you know, not something he was commissioned to do, just, you know, as a fan, a fun idea was uh, Universal's answer to the Haunted Mansion could be a Beetlejuice dark ride. Oh, my God. Yes. I saw that, too. Right? I, How I, cool. I, I was like, that would be a fantastic idea. I would be. And, like, people are, like, like giving, like, their, like, their ideas. Universal needs to do this. Universal needs to do this because yep. that was. Stop with the screens. Just do, like, a cool dark ride. I would be so happy. Amen. Even though Beetlejuice does scare me, the movie still. It'd be a lot better <laughs> than their old uh, rock and Beetle, rock and graveyard show too. So, agreed, agreed. So yeah, just go ahead and follow him on Twitter. I just want to give him a shout out this week. I just realized too that the day this is airing, I'm actually in Disneyland right now at this moment in time. Um, yep. So I am like I was just doing the math that I'm leaving for California the day after we record this. So when this airs. I will be in the park. So if you see me in the park, come say hello, please. I will be with five people you won't recognize, but you can come say hello. Will you be in the Power Rangers outfit? I, I don't think they're going to allow me in there. No. So with that on, but... <laughs> be like, you, That's a little too tight well, there. Well, yeah, speaking of that, I will be at the Anaheim Convention Center that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for that Power Rangers convention. So if that's something you're going to, you can find me there, too. But that will have already happened... By the time oh, this goes I can't up. do oh, this time travel stuff. I don't know how <laughs> Marty McFly did it. <laughs> All right. So, anything else in housekeeping? No. No. I'm, no we're all good. No, all right. I don't know how to tell time. So let's go ahead and uh, do um, most important things in the land to us this week. Now, uh, mine this week is kind of juxtaposed against mine. Uh, a comment I made last week about the experience I had at the Grand Californian regarding their bell services. Um, I got a phone call the other day from Lost and Found at Grand Californian saying I left some items in the room. And I'm like, uh, you know, I know I always leave behind like, you know, toiletries I don't need or whatever, you know, if it's like there's always something jettisoned at the end of a trip, but it's never anything of value. Um, so I called them back, and she said to me, you left a bag with some Club 33 items <gasps> in it. And I'm like, no, I didn't, because I could have sworn everything I had I packed, but I hadn't fully unpacked at that point. And then she described to me what was in this bag. It was a Dooney and Burke Club 33 bag that I had bought. Yeah, you a bought two of them. Yeah. And that, and an ornament that I had bought. And I was like, oh my God. Now these aren't obviously, I mean, I, I'm not a member of Club 33. A friend of mine is. And, um, you know, we got together and hung out in the lounge for a little while. And I yeah, always he take the, the show, I believe, too. I always take the opportunity to, you know, go buy some Club 33 merch when I'm up there. Um, and, so, you know, and so, A, the fact that, you know, think about it for a second. Most hotels, here's this really nice, expensive purse. 
how many housekeepers would have just taken that, right? Um, and they so they they called. They told me they had this stuff. She described everything to me and then said, um, "Would you like us like us to ship it to the address we have on file? Uh, standard shipping uh, is no charge." Which I'm like, okay, that's first of all, you found the stuff. Second yeah. of all, the housekeepers were really honest. Third of all, you get in touch with me and you offer to ship this back. It's my mistake, not yours. You shouldn't have to pay to ship that to me. I should be paying you. Um, and she says, if you would like it sent out priority, though, then you would have to pay for that. And I'm like, I want that sent priority. Uh, just mainly because I felt like I should pay. That it should not be on the on the hotel. That was my 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 fault. So you know, big big kudos to Grand California for a that level of customer service. Um, you know, people are saying to me, you know, oh, does it make up for what happened with Bell Services? I'm not really dinging them for what happened with Bell Services. I wanted people to know if you're going to check into that hotel, be aware of this stuff. Was it annoying? Yeah. Is it going to keep me from staying there? Of course not. Um, stuff like this though. That makes me feel so much better about staying at that hotel and how well it's run. And, you know, in spite of whatever minor momentary failures may exist from, you know, in any given moment, overall, this hotel is so well run, so well staffed. And the, the service there is, is beyond, uh, beyond measure. So uh, not every hotel would do this. So I just wanted to give a huge shout out this week to... Housekeeping in particular at the Grand Californian um, and always, always, always tip your housekeepers. Always tip your house. My mother, I know most people don't. I, it, it, you kind of forget it, you know. You, you forget to do it. Accent, yeah. There have been times where I've forgotten my mother worked as a housekeeper. So she's always like been really big on like make sure you tip your housekeeper. Um, and they're actually the housekeepers at Grand Californian. I've are incredibly friendly. They're oh, yeah. always saying hello, good morning, asking about my day. Mm -hmm. Like even and I, I'm the type of person who leaves the the room thing on for like I I don't they don't need to clean it twice a day. Like I'm a, I'm a once every like two or three days probably kind of person. But they're they're always oh do you want me to clean it today? Do you want the chocolates? You know and I'm like oh okay like cause they're very nice. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, you cannot walk through a hallway at the Grand Californian without every cast member you walk by saying hello. Yeah. And saying good morning. Um, but, yeah, so kudos to the Grand Californian. Tyler, let's go over to you. What's your most important thing in the, uh, in the land this week? So, uh, for me, it's not necessarily in the land. It's, it's probably about an hour away. It's, it's land adjacent. Oaks. And uh, it is it is uh, the Van Eaton Galleries. It, it's been going on for a little bit now, but they have this huge collection of all this stuff from Disneyland and some stuff from Disney World too. And it's basically like this whole museum they put together. And and then in the at the end when it closes, it's gonna be all this stuff is gonna be auctioned off. So we it, it is closing in a couple days here. It's uh, the. 24th of August it'll be closing and then they're going to be doing the auction on the 25th and 26th but this is like big time stuff like they actually have the sea serpent from the 20,000 leagues under the sea attraction wow. like the entire How much thing is that there. going for? That thing was estimated at 50,000 I believe yeah. $50,000 and um you know I, I'm sure it'll go up from there 
They had like a full functioning Jose animatronic from the Tiki Room. They had Space Mountain, um, you know, uh, ride vehicles and the, like, and the pictures on from Haunted Mansion. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they had the the portraits from Haunted Mansion in this from the stretching gallery. Um, and and the coolest one, one of the coolest ones, was they had the ride vehicle from Peter Pan too. Anybody want to guess how much that's yeah, going to be going for? Do you guys want to try to guess? I say about seventy thousand. A little it's higher. A little higher. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was going to say yeah. hundred. Hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. A yeah. hundred thousand dollars is what they think it's going to go for. So, I mean, it's really cool. I, I know it's only happening for a few more days, but um, it's really cool if you're in the Sherman Oaks area, which you know. Um, not everybody is obviously, but it, it is one of those things to really check out because it's like a, it's like just a big history museum. When I does mean, the auction, have, when does the auction end? It, it's the 26th is the last day. So the right, but you can also bid on all of this stuff online. So let's make sure we put yeah. that in the show notes page. Yeah, people definitely. can check that out. Um, what's, I, but, what's really cool about the event is I really actually like how they handled this auction too. It was very clever because they let everyone – it was free to go and just come and take as many pictures as you want with all this like Disneyland memorabilia, which then people are using hashtags and at and all this thing. So like you keep seeing it on Instagram and uh, Twitter and stuff of everyone there and you're like, what is this? And you it gets you curious and into it. So it really spread the word very effectively right. about the auction. Yeah, it was smart. Like. They, it was a very smart use of social media yeah. uh, on their part in terms of promoting this. So, and they had a lot of great picture opportunities. Like we got a picture in the Skyway bucket, and you know, and then obviously you have to Instagram it, so you have to like hashtag stuff and tag people, and and it went. I mean, there was, and they were really nice too because when I was like Instagramming stuff, they would like it, and then they kind of like retweeted some some stuff that I did, and just to see like all this cool stuff. Like I was blown away by the annual pass price. They had like an old sign for annual passes. And I mean, they're going for like a hundred, $150 um, in 2000. And now I'm like thinking about it and it's like, yeah. it's been 18 years later and it's like 12 times the price. Yeah. Uh, one of the coolest things too, is they had like a full, they had a full on rocket rod for those that don't know the, the, the people mover was taken out of uh, Disneyland and they put in this, failed ride called rocket rods that only lasted for about a year and they actually have a ride vehicle from that attraction and it is actually really cool to see it again why um, and, i'm sorry uh, why don't they bring back people mover the the rocket rods destroyed the foundation of the people mover because it would like go really fast and then it would have to break and to take the turn but it was like that it was doing you remember when like test track opened but then had to close for two years because the buildings were creating the force of like a, uh, the buildings the cars were creating that force yeah and it was like making the building unsound so they had to like redo the foundation the rumor was that rocket rods destroyed the foundation for that ride, um, for the people mover when it did that. And then I think after that, they cut so the you track, can't, too. Well, I mean, you can fix that. Well, nothing is up to code anymore, apparently. Yeah. So if they wanted to redo the whole... If they wanted to have that attraction open again, they'd have to put every single pylon. They'd have to do a whole new pylon. Yeah. Basically rip down the entire track and do it all again from the beginning. Which, you know what? I kind of think they should do because that's one of the saddest parts of Tomorrowland is like... I think that Walt Disney always envisioned that it was like um, transportation-based type of thing. Like, so everywhere you looked in Tomorrowland, there was movement, there was things going on. It looked alive, and that's a really sad part of it to me is that there's 
no movement anymore. It doesn't really have that flow, you know. So it's really sad. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, we did Katrina and I did do a live video on Facebook at the Van Eaton Gallery, so I will put a link to it in the show notes if anybody wants to go back and watch it. And uh, yeah, it was a really cool experience, and I would highly suggest it for anybody who's into Disney history whatsoever. Um, and it's just in an old sports authority, and it was really fun. I would highly recommend it. Awesome. It's called That's from Disneyland is what Craig is telling me. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Even though some things are from Disney World. It's yeah. weird. Like Mr. Toad's uh, Wild Ride, they still had a ride vehicle from there and some uh, weird ply, painted plywood yeah. that they're auctioning off for like $50,000. <laughs> <laughs> Build it yourself. I don't know. Um, but it wouldn't be the I one could, from Disney World. I guess. So. I if, I, if I fired Rhino... Uh, I don't know. I just, see, I was that I was have money suggest. to go buy that. We should be doing the next when we talked about our thousandth episode. We should have said what I envision for the future is every shot somebody sitting in a different ride vehicle from the from the thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank thousand dollar Peter Pan. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, thank you for that, Tyler. Rhino, what about you? Um, so mine's not really necessarily specific, but I, like I said earlier, I am going to um, California um, uh, for a week, and um, this is the first time in two years that I'm going um, for like purely vacation reasons again. But um, last time I was in Pasadena, this time I'm in Anaheim for the entire week. I rented a house with friends, and like I said, we're doing that convention over the weekend. But Monday, we've all agreed, and they bought their tickets. We're going to Disneyland, and it's their first trip. All of the, none of them have been to Disneyland before. So for me, I'm really looking forward to um, like Pixar Fest is winding down now, so it only has till September 3rd. So I'm, I'm looking forward to um, going through that um, <clears throat> the food guidebook and really just kind of hitting some of my favorites and um, like sharing really taking these Disney World people and showing them Disneyland and being kind of my own version of an Adventures by Disney guide for a day that like I it makes me think of like when I was a kid and I used to like come to Florida to visit my um my uh my great grandmother and like the anticipation we had that day we'd wake up in the morning and you knew you were going to Disney there was like something in the air you could feel it you know and I I kind of look forward to that cuz I want I really want to just sit out plan this day for these people and like be this tour guide and you know show them all the highlights you know uh, you know what we got to you know where I'm going to say we're going to go right away obviously I, I can't imagine <laughs> where where would he take these people <laughs> but my friends are big Marvel all. fans so I'm I'm and my friend does cosplays as like Doctor Strange um so I'm really excited to like see like him see the Doctor Strange there and judge him and then like my other friend did a Captain America one so I'm like I and one of my friends who's going is a photographer as well so I've been like really looking at the Disneyland like Instagram and just kind of um trying to look at techniques to better myself um with photography and so one thing I want to really try to do this trip in Disneyland specifically is um some like night long exposures there because you can get some really cool mm -hmm. um you know, movement, yeah, and so yeah. so I'm really looking forward to that because I think that is a. I always say like, well, I'm not doing any work, but you know, when you get there, you like can't stop yourself. You know, it's one of those like it's a, like an addiction you have you can't let go of because you're like, oh, this would be cool, and I want to share this with people, you know, and but like I I look forward to kind of just being being like, okay, take a take a beat, take a breath, and like take it all in and slow down and just enjoy this as a guest for a second, you know, again, and, and share that love with people like that. You know, it'll be, mm -hmm. be an interesting experience, you know. I think it's good to do that for anything you like. You know, Disney World, Disneyland, 
Because I think like if you slow down for a second and you take yourself out of like the annual pass holder or the local perspective, you it kind of it'll give you a little like a little bit of a refresh, you know, and you can appreciate some things that maybe you've just taken for granted and stuff. Mm-hmm. So so I, I look I kind of look forward to seeing it through like fresh eyes again, you know. Yep. Yeah. So that's what that's what's important to me because I feel like it's going to give me that. That, not that I've ever fallen out of love with Disneyland, but you know, it's just there's just something about it when you're taking somebody on their first trip. I you know? agree. Yeah, so I, I agree to that. So we'll watch for those photos and stuff like that. So we'll see if any of them are any good, <laughs> but I'm gonna try. I'll judge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll judge. All right, thank you, Rhino. Katrina, what about you? Uh, so I was gonna talk about the closure of Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. So it closed for I don't know. They didn't say but like really why they closed it. Uh, but it closed at the be- like the first weekend of August, and it's going to be for six weeks, and it's not opening up until September 27th. And for me, I'm kind I'm I'm sad, but excited because I'm one like I want to know what they're going to be doing with the Enchanted Tiki Room and the Tropical Hideaway that's going to be next door. So yeah, I saw some like concept art of it that made it look like. The back part of the tiki room is gonna essentially be like a porch that steps down into the tropical hideaway or something like, so that it like makes it exit? like creates a unified area. Right. So yeah. It's and cool. I, I think that's what they're gonna do actually, Rona. I think they're gonna probably. Well, I know that for sure. One thing they're gonna do is put a ramp in, because right now it's just stairs on the front, and you if you have and uh, an elevator on the side. Yeah. You got if you if you have a wheelchair or something, you need to go off to the side and get up uh, on the elevator which is not very convenient, but now they're going to put a ramp in there. And it, I'm just really curious what exactly Tropical Hideaway is going to entail because it seems like it's going to be a really cool place to hang out. And we, you know, we need Adventureland to expand. Like it's, you know, it's so small and there's so many people that are trying to get through there on a regular basis. So I I like the description was cool because it said that you were it was going to be like you were interacting with skippers from the um from the jungle cruise so it seems like it's like a jungle cruise tiki room fusion right there and for mm-hmm. for anybody who doesn't know those you know you've got like the tiki room right here and just like as you make the turn is the jungle cruise so they are like in Disneyland they're touching each other so it's yeah. like the best of both worlds, I guess. It it, it, it reminds me of like our Skipper Canteen. Like right. that was going to be – that's all right. Skipper personality-based, you know, that they're going to bring that into like a tiki room setting. Yeah, and for and for those that don't know, the tiki room when it was originally conceived was supposed to be a restaurant in Disneyland. Right. And so they built, uh, they built a whole bunch of rooms in the back there that are really – you know, when I was working there – in custodial i walk through there and there's a bunch of space that is not being used for anything oh cool and so i think that it is going to probably either be you know actually made into a kitchen at this point or 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 maybe they'll just expand it into more shops or a, a, an extra restaurant or whatever they're going to do i'm really looking forward to it because um i just love tiki stuff by but you could tell by my shirt and everything and you all the tiki stuff back things here. so i it's it's like one of the most exciting things for me right now that I can think of uh, this all this stuff happening. Yeah, so. I'm, and then I'm 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 excited to see what it's gonna look like when you're on the Jungle Cruise as you turn the corner and you see like Trader Sam, and it I I assume that it's gonna be really cool and picturesque as you turn and you're mm. gonna see like civilization again and all the tables and people walking around and 
just that kind of like tiki, that tiki vibe, like with the city. You could probably like make like a little like a cityscape sort of like a little town. Yeah, a little town is a good way to put yeah, it. Yeah, so, because you're gonna definitely be able to see it from the Jungle Cruise when the Jungle Cruise is coming to an end and you're coming back to the dock. You're gonna be able to see. Um, the tropical hideaway there in the distance. What so. was what was back there before? Because since I've been going in 2015, it was always kind of like Aladdin's Oasis. That was Aladdin's Oasis. Yeah. Was it and like a restaurant that, or a meet and greet or something? Ter- yeah, Aladdin's Oasis was a dinner show type of area. Oh, so they would put on a play of Aladdin, and then at the same time they would be serving dinner to everybody. That actually didn't last for very long. I do remember they had a really cool dessert that was like the genie's lamp with a bunch of like chocolate mousse in it and. You could actually eat the, the lamp was actually made out of chocolate and there was like raspberry it was really kind of neat actually but i think they just decided that they weren't making the money they needed or something i mean i don't know exactly why they closed it but then, then it was a sitting area yeah and so, then they tried doing like a dinner thing for phantasmic like a dining package so it was like pre-made food in oh. plastic box and then you would just go there and eat it yeah and Mm. I, you yeah. know, it just didn't, it wasn't, I don't know. It just but didn't impress me. Even before Aladdin's Oasis, it used to be Tahitian Terrace. We have this little picture <laughs> here. And Tahitian where, Terrace was just a place go? where you could go and watch, you could go and watch, uh, you know, the, the Tahitian dancers and and have some food there. So it seemed like it was really cool, but I never got to experience it. I was too young. So Hopefully that's what the Tropical Hideaway is going to be and kind of I like. I think that's what they're trying to do, kind of a return to form of, cool. the, tropical, of the Tahitian Terrace. So. That sounds cool. All right, does sound cool. All right, awesome. Thank you, guys. Let's go ahead and move along and uh, start our discussion about the Disneyland Hotel. Last week, we talked about Paradise Pier. And uh, this week, let's talk about the original, the first ever Disney hotel, which was the Disneyland Hotel, opened October 5th, 1955. So it has, well, the original part of it no longer exists, but... Uh, it's been around for quite a while. 990 rooms that range between 360 and 415 square feet. Now, this was not owned by Disney when it opened. It was owned by the Rather Corporation mm-hmm. um, uh, in partnership with a woman named Helen Alvarez, I believe her name was. And uh, there is uh, the definitive book on the history of Disneyland by uh, Don Ballard. Uh, we had Don on the show uh, on our Tuesday show last year, I believe it was, wasn't it, Craig? Yeah, I, th- I think it was like coming up on a year ago. Yeah, because yeah, and yeah. Uh, he wrote he had he he got access from the Rather family to their their vault with all this stuff in it that was like from like the original, uh, you know, the original hotel and. Um, so he was able to put this incredible book together. Uh, it, it it still ranks to this day as one of my favorite, if not my favorite Disney book. And if we can make sure we put that in a link to that, maybe in Amazon uh, on the show notes page, that would be awesome. Um, Disney eventually purchased this hotel. I believe it was in the late eighties. Eighty eight, yeah. Eighty eight, um, and then in nineteen ninety nine. They downsized the hotel. Um, so the originally, this hotel was uh, it was a motor court basically. Um, these the, where they were all external uh, entries, like a motor lodge. Um, huge rooms, though. I mean, like the from what I saw. 
But in 1999, and then as time went on, I think in, in, in the 60s, they started building the towers, which are the ones we have now. They started with one, which I believe the first one is uh, what is the Dream Tower now, right? The, What's the, the registration? The registration tower. The Fantasyland Tower. Fantasyland. Fan- the Fantasy yeah, Tower. Fantasy, sorry. I thought that was the first I think, one. I think the first one was the front or the, the adventure, right? The adventure tower was the first. Okay, so I got it wrong. Adventure was the first. That's right. That's right. The adventure was the first one. Then it was fantasy, fantasy followed by the dream. Is frontier. it a frontier? Frontier. Frontier. I'm thinking of the old names. <laughs> thinking of cruise ships. <laughs> but that was that was there was the dream tower. There was the you know that was like before this last overlay where they named them after sections of the park. Right. They had these other names. So anyway, um, they built those up over the course, starting in the 60s, they started building the towers. But then in 1999, to make room for downtown Disney, uh, Disney demolished that. I never got to see that. My first visit wasn't until 2000. And at that point, everything that is California Adventure, downtown Disney and the Grand Californian were all piles of dirt. Um, you know, it was just the Disneyland Hotel, the monorail, and Disneyland Park. And everything in between, there was all construction walls and a path and mounds of dirt. And I still thought it was beautiful. Um, so I never got to see that hotel in its original, its original buildings. Um, I think it would have been cool to see the monorail go to the... Because the monorail used to go to the hotel, and they had like a monorail cafe in the hotel, right? right well, that's it. that was in the the original portion of it. So if you think of where the monorail station is now, yeah, th- uh, that's where it always was. That didn't move. Oh, see, I, so I, I for some all that area, moved, yeah. all that area where Earl of Sandwich and the AMC and the Rainforest and all that area there hmm. and the ESPN, that was where the original hotel was. Okay. And then... That was what was built in 55, and then in the 60s, they started building yeah. the towers. Now, uh, rooms there, you have standard deluxe, premium rooms with a pool view, premium views with a downtown Disney view, um, and then you have uh, club level. All of them sleep five. Some suites sleep as many as eight. Um, they also have some of the most... Um, well, they do have some suites, I'm sorry, and there are eight signature suites, the Adventure Suite, the Ambassador... The Big Thunder Suite, the Fairy Tale Suite, uh, the Mickey Mouse Penthouse Suite, uh, and the Pirates uh, Suite, and those all sleep six. Now those rooms, um, obviously, I mean they're incredible, and we actually have some video up of. Uh, I know we, I know we, we filmed the, uh, we filmed the Big Thunder Suite, we filmed the Mickey Mouse Penthouse Suite, and I believe we also filmed filmed the uh, the Ambassador. I think we did, um, but we did that a few years ago as part of our Seven Resorts in Seven Days Disneyland series, um, and those are really cool. Those you can expect easily three to four thousand dollars a night, easily. So those are very expensive, very special. But generally speaking, the like I said, these are larger rooms, um, and they all sleep five, um, and price point. At the Disneyland Hotel, you're going to look at, um, on average, depending on time of year, about four fifty a night. Um, I've seen them as low as the high 200s, but that's rare. 
but usually you're looking at that 350 to 450 range um, for these rooms. Um, now, for a long, long time, the Disneyland Hotel was my was my favorite. Um, it has been supplanted by the Grand now, because the only reason I didn't like the Grand was I didn't like the rooms in the Grand. They were dark, they were dank, they felt smaller to me than the rooms in the Disneyland Hotel felt. Um, the rooms in the Disneyland Hotel, especially after their last rehab, which was about, I think, five years ago, um, they went with these like Wedgwood blues and silver and cream, and it's gorgeous. It's elegant without being stuffy. Room's just really comfortable, and they, they, they bring in these elements. The headboard over the bed is a carving of the castle, and there is a switch on the nightstand that you can switch, and the headboard starts lighting up, and it plays a music box version, a music box version of When You Wish Upon a Star. So really, really cool. Or Dream is Wish Your Heart Makes, excuse me. Dream is Wish Your Heart Makes is what it plays. So those little touches in there are, are amazing. So I still love the Disneyland Hotel. Absolutely. Um, but let me, let me throw it over to you, Tyler and Katrina. What are your thoughts about the Disneyland Hotel? Do you want to go? <laughs> and we're like, um, uh, I don't know. For me, I when we first went there, I was never able to stay there when I was a child uh, because we were local. So we just there's no reason for us to stay. But when we were older, when Tyler and I first started dating, we stayed over at the Disneyland Hotel, and I was so excited because that was like a dream come true. I wanted to see that headboard. I wanted to flip that switch so I could hear. Um, the song and go to sleep, you know, listening to it and just the view of uh, just downtown Disney or, you know, wherever, like all the views are great except for like the back of the frontier one because it's just the parking lot. But everything else is fantastic. And then when we stayed at the Grand, kind of like you, I, my heart went to the Grand uh, Californian just because it was newer, it was refurbished. Um, but I do love the Disneyland Hotel, but it just, it's, in desperate need of a refurb. Like, there, the carpets need to be redone, the windows need to be redone, because you can, if you're staying on the inside of the hotel, you can hear Trader Sam's all night. And for me, I get, I like think back of when we did the Run Disney events before they canceled them, it, it drove me crazy, because we would have to get up at like three in the morning, and all we heard until 2 a.m where people screaming and talking and the music from uh, Trader Sam's and it would drive me nuts. I've never, and, I, I've never had that happen. Really? Yeah, I've, I've never had, had that happen. A couple rooms actually. It was, it drove us crazy and they are in desperate need to like, you know, redo their, their rooms, make them more, um, you know, kind of like not electronic savvy, but do like more USB ports and just update their rooms to like current times. And I would be super stoked to stay there again, but for the price point right now, it's still kind of. I I would rather stay at the at the Grand, but I still love to visit there though and go get drinks over at the Trader Sam's and go have dinner at Steakhouse Fifty Five. I want to say I want to say they completed their last rehab of those rooms in 2013. Um, so it's been about five years because uh, I remember getting a sneak peek at one of those rooms uh, when I was doing an ABD out there and I'm pretty sure it might have been 2012 but I, I want to say it was 2013 so it's been about 
five years, which technically is not in the lifespan for a rehab. So I would imagine if they're going to rehab those rooms, it's going to be another couple of years. I'm, I'm yeah. assuming not yeah. before they're done with the new hotel. They definitely need yeah. to do it before. Like, why? I feel like they should be doing it like as soon as they're done with the new hotel, or kind of right before. Because as soon as that new hotel is open, this hotel is, for me, I would not. I would not stay there at all. Well, you know, would... a big part of its appeal to me um, is the history, not just the history of the place itself. Um, but when you're in uh, the area by the convention center, right down from where Steakhouse 55 and Goofy's Kitchen are, and we'll talk about those in a moment, um, they've got that that massive shadow box wall of all this mm-hmm. memorabilia. Oh yeah. From you yeah. know from back in the 50s, you know uh, I think they have Roy Disney's cast member pin, um, and they have all this like really cool stuff. You could spend an hour just staring because when I say it's, you know I, shadow box doesn't do it justice. This shadow thing, wall. shadow like, wall, yeah. it's yeah. huge, and there's Even hundreds the of items in it. Beginning. What's that? The map in the beginning, as soon as you walk into the Disneyland hotel, mm-hmm. it kind of like comes to life. It's like a whole wall, and it's the map of Disneyland, and you know the lights turn on so you can see like the carousel going around, and I think you could see was it rocket rods or uh, not rocket rods. The Tomorrowland, the Astro stuff. Orbiter, yeah, Astro Orbiter the, going around, the and, fly across it and, stuff, and it's so just—it's really cool. magical. It's a magical place. I and just like the Shadow Wall, you can easily spend an hour just like staring at stuff, reading the you know boxes of Mickey Mouse that were sold at the drugstores and stuff, just to see what it looked like. I, I, oh, sorry, <laughs> I was gonna say I was just gonna give you my impression really quick that I because I've never stayed there, but we when we go um, together, I know that um, prior to your new love of grand california and you always you always want to stay there so the first part of the trip is you know we pull up into the disneyland hotel and i i still have that feeling like even though i haven't stayed there it does it did immediately you know you always say come see my room and stuff like that and i it does have a feeling not in a like, creepy way no 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 that's like, not it was not there's nothing creepy about we that. make sure to go in pairs um <laughs> but um no but it, it, i still kind of remember the first time i went in there with with like like going to the disneyland hotel the first time with like craig and he was like pointing out stuff to me and um you know and 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 one of the pastimes you like to do even even though you don't drink is you love hanging out at trader sam's oh, and so there is this sense of like a um like a community that you kind of fall into right away when you stay there. But it, it does feel elegant to me. Like I, the grand Californian feels like very elegant, but this still has this it's elegance in a different sense. Like Katrina talked about this, this massive retro Disneyland mat. Yeah, exactly. You know, I love that in the lobby, there are teacups that are the chairs that you sit in, you know, and then each tower has memorabilia. Like you talked about the history, you know, in the adventure tower, you have the little maquettes from, um, uh, from the, um, Jungle Cruise, yeah, and um, you know you go you use the restroom down there, and the first floor like the wallpaper is just so cool because it's made of all the old posters of stuff, and and it's just like it you know it it's not theming on a level that we have in Disney World. That was the first part that took me because Disney World is very you know the the golden word right now is immersive, but um, it it has it feels. Disney and it really feels like if this is your first trip there and you're staying there that you're like oh wow I'm like a prince right now or something like that you know and I I do love the accessibility of yes Grand California is closer and you have an entrance into the park but it is still really cool to be like 
I always thought it was the coolest thing in the world when you would have us come meet you at Trader Sam's and like it's nighttime and the tiki torches are going and we're just like sitting out there and you know you've got these towers here and I, I you know Trader Sam's sometimes can be a little stressful trying to get the table but there was just something where I was like oh this is like Disney cool this you know? is yeah it, it is it, it's got a vibe to it um, depending on what time of the day it is the vibe of this hotel changes it's oh, yeah. got the uh, you know the pool. The, the pool is the, beautiful too. The, yeah. the, the feature pool uh, has a slide that is themed after the monorail, with the uh, with with an old uh, version of the, 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 the an old version of the the original Disneyland sign. Yeah, uh, over it. And it has the Bobger monorail. It's an old monorail too. It's so. a Mark One. Yeah. 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 And you know, um, vo- uh, rooms with a pool view. Are incredible. I mean, really, it's a great view. It's that the view of that pool is amazing, and I can't. Every time I ha- have a, a pool view, I can't help but sit there and take about twenty pictures yeah. out the window. Um, I think you had one when we did the "What We Love About <laughs> Disneyland" um, video because that was when we were filming the headboard. I think that was the like. It was just the perfect level in the tower that you were like just above it, but not too high that you were just like, wow. You know, it's just kind of. You get to those views and those perspectives, and I know Katrina said that they're not all great, but there are some views in there where, you know, I was just talking about this, when you're in a taller hotel and you can kind of see where it all is gone. You know, you can see the reach of where Disney is right there, and it's kind of cool because it's different there than it is here, you know? It also has, um, let's talk about concierge a little bit. Um, it also has a really cool concierge lounge. It's on the top floor of the Adventure Tower, right? The Adventure, yeah, the Adventure Tower. Um, it's on the top floor with this unbelievable view of downtown Disney and Disneyland Park. It's a great place to watch the fireworks. Actually, if you're in concierge and you're staying on that floor, all of those theme park view rooms, those are those premium concierge club level rooms, um, all have that view where you can watch the fireworks from your room. Um, you can also do that in the Frontier Tower if you're on uh, if you're on the top floor, but toward the front closest to downtown Disney. Um, I had one of the there, there, there's a, a suite. There's some suites up there. Those suites have balconies. There are two room suites. There's a living room and a bedroom. Those suites are the only ones in that tower. Are the only ones that have balconies. And I got one that was on the corner was able to be out on my balcony and have this killer view of the fireworks. Um, so uh, there, if you've do, if you've done club club level at the Grand, um, club level at the Disneyland Hotel is definitely nowhere near on par. Oh, really? Nowhere near on par. The Grand up there game with when they redid that lounge, the Veranda Lounge. Uh, they completely updated all their offerings. The amount of time they, I mean, because breakfast in that lounge runs from like 6 to 10.30 in the morning. So in the Grand, like, yeah. In the Grand. It's un- really unusual. Uh, and they'll, they'll have all this. I mean, the spread they put out at the Grand is amazing. When I was staying at the Disneyland Hotel the last time, and I was in the club level, and I went up, and for breakfast, I mean, they had the normal cereals and breads and some... Some of the, you know, the regular danishes that you get at any Disney hotel. And then they had a wicker basket full of Mickey wa- little Mickey waffles under a heat lamp. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is just sad. <laughs> this is just sad. Um, so, no, club level for me at 
Disneyland Hotel is nowhere near on par. Then again, the price difference between club level at the Disneyland Hotel and club level at the Grand is, I mean, I think the Grand is probably two and a half times the price to stay club level. Not unusual for a standard room club level at the Grand to go for $1,100 a night. It's a standard room, okay? That's not a suite. That's a standard room. Whereas Disneyland Hotel, you're probably looking at about $550, $600, depending on the time of year. Um, I've gotten them cheaper than that. I've gotten them for $400. It all depends on when you're traveling. It all depends on occupancy. Um, but some of the other things about this hotel that I really love, um, Steakhouse 55. Mm. Um, yeah, my favorite restaurant the on best. property. It, it really is arguably the best restaurant on property. And I am putting it against Napa Rose. Um, I feel I, I would highly I would I would eat at Steakhouse 55 before Napa Rose. I feel like Steakhouse 55 maintains a more consistent meal than Napa Rose. Uh, Napa Rose, I've had overall great meals, but I've also had some meals that were I walked out going, yeah, no, that wasn't worth what I paid. I've never had that experience, or if, at least if I have, it's been very, very, very limited. At Steakhouse 55. But the great thing about Steakhouse 55 is the breakfast. I mean, dinner's amazing. Don't get me wrong. But the best kept secret on property is the breakfast at Steakhouse 55, especially the Eggs Benedict. Oh, my God, those Eggs Benedict yeah, are They have amazing. three different kinds. Do Go they ahead. know how to make the eggs there? Yeah, they did, yeah, actually. They just had some <laughs> the eggs there. Had some rough. Cafe. Yeah. No, they have three different kinds of Eggs Benedict, is all I was going to say. They have a... They have a crab one. Uh, they have the, the regular, the traditional, and then now I'm blank. I think it's a vegetable. I feel like it's a mid, like a midwestern one. Uh, yeah, I, now I I'm know. blanking on the third one, but uh, but everything else is like fantastic. Their breakfast is great. Their coffee is strong to get you awake and ready to go uh, to the parks in the morning. Yeah, their coffee is not your standard Disney coffee. They they definitely it's like. It's like almost like motor oil in a really good way. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, it's a bold. Uh, their coffee is 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 bold. It's full bodied coffee, yeah. but it's not that crappy burnt French roast Starbucks garbage. Right. So yeah, no, this is definitely this coffee's yeah. got legs to walk. Um, and they also have the the tea party that they have in the middle of the day. They expand they expanded to kind of get the use out of Steakhouse 65, and so now they have like a high tea. Uh, in the afternoons where you can make a reservation and go and have, they have like certain sections. So you get like tea sandwiches and chocolate covered strawberries and they theme it to kind of like what the holiday is. So during Halloween, they have a Halloween version and they have uh, Jack Skellington uh, uh, straw, chocolate covered strawberries. And then for Christmas, they have, you know, a Christmas uh, layover where they have like certain kind of like Christmas themed yeah, right now they're doing Pixar stuff. So. Yeah, they're doing Pixar stuff yeah, right now. Cool. So it looks like the uh, Pixar ball for the chocolate covered strawberries. And I've never done it yet. I still really want to. They have uh, like a champagne uh, package and then they have just like hmm. the normal one for kids. So they have uh, kid friendly foods, obviously. So my I, my idea was like I was going to bring my niece when she came vis to visit so I can make an excuse to go because yeah. if well, I just went by myself it'd be weird. Well, it's what you it's what you do for work, dear. You don't need an excuse. <laughs> and I want to see this. I want to see. I want to see this. So I want you this. to go and do that. We should do it for okay, Halloween actually. Yeah, we'll go. Yeah, do, do that Halloween one. That sounds cool. Strawberries. Yeah. So I mean, Steakhouse Fifty Five, unbelievable, right? And then mm -hmm. next to that is Goofy's Kitchen, which is their 
Their character. Their character meal. Um, I just had my first experience there with you at, uh, during the ABD, and I've only ever walked by it before. I loved it. It was. It's amazing. It's amazing. First of all, great character interaction, but the food. Yeah. The food is so 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 good. We had um. We had had. We had had. We had breakfasts all over as part of that ABD. So we did like Storytellers Cafe, which was also good. Um, the Plaza inside of the park, which was good too. They were all good, but this one had the most diverse offerings when it came to especially breakfast, especially for kids. Oh yeah, especially for kids. The the kids area of the buffet. That peanut butter and jelly pizza. The peanut butter and jelly <laughs> pizza. I I turn Rhino onto that, mm-hmm. and that's all I ate. <laughs> it's all he ate, um, which is why I you know you have to take Rhino by the hand and bring it to yeah. the kids buffet. But um, no, it's a very it's 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 more brunch mm. than than breakfast. Um, there's a lot of you know more lunchy items too mm-hmm. on on there, um, and like I said great character interaction. Um, and absolutely awesome. And then, of course, there's Trader Sam's, um, <laughs> which I, I, I don't think there's a better hotel bar ever anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I do not like ours out here at the Polynesian nearly as much. It's, ours feels like it's, a, it's an assembly line. It feels like it was, this was popular someplace else, so let's recreate it and kind of make it the corporate version of Trader Sam's. Yeah. Whereas the one out there feels like it was organic. It was like fans put this together. Well, the one out there, too, is like when you're on the patio, you're literally against the building. So they've got the tiki torches on fire. You know, you're still kind of under the hut a little bit. And ours is like you go down the hallway out and around the corner. So it doesn't – I don't – they feels like, okay, well, here's Grog Grotto and then here's Grog Grotto, too. So it doesn't feel like – Whereas there, I've never really felt left out when I was on the patio, but here for ours, I feel left out. So if you've only been to the Disney World one, you have to understand this one feels a little more like one unit, I would say. You're too. a part of it. Yeah, a little yeah. more, a little more, a little more comfortable, but still like, yeah, it's, you don't, you don't ever feel like you're not in the groove, you know, in there. So and I, I feel like too that with the with the special drinks and the little the little fun effects that happen and stuff. I think they went a little bit too far in Orlando because it's like sometimes you're sitting in there Jeez, yeah. and it's just one after another, you know, uh, they're coming up with every every time you order a drink, um, something special happened. And, you know, they only have like three of those in Disneyland in California. Well, so. I'd be more specific, be more specific for people who've never been so they understand so, what you're talking uh, well, about. Well, so for those that don't know, anytime there's certain drinks that if you order, there's like a little effect that goes off. Like if you order an Oa. You know, you can hear chanting start. Uh, oh, uh, uh, oh, uh, and then you, and then you, uh, the bartenders like squirt water on everyone, and it, and it's just there's like thunder and lightning, so it's really cool. Uh, you know, there's a volcano one where out the window you can see the volcano erupting. Uh, they use like projections to do it, but for some reason it just it's exactly what you said, Pete. That it feels like it's just an an assembly line where they're like, hey. People love these effects that we had, so let's just make every drink do it. And at a certain point, you're like, it kind of loses its luster. Um, so to me, it, it, it is not as fun as it's uh, it, it, bar. the charm and the appeal of Trader Sam's at the Disneyland Hotel is not something that should be attempted to be replicated. I think the Polynesian should have taken inspiration from that and created their own 
created their own that was unique to that location. Instead, they just tried to do Me Too, and that never yeah. works well. Well, and <laughs> well I, you know I, what me I mean. Stop. Never I'm work not well. Yeah. <laughs> I swear too, and, and it could just be in my head, but I've been to both of the bars a number of times, and I swear that the drinks are stronger in Disneyland. I really, really think they. Oh, are. wouldn't surprise me. I, I just feel like when you get a drink, like they have the zombie, the shrunken zombie head, and that has like all these different liquors in it. And when you get it, when you get it at Florida, it's very sweet, and it just doesn't. It's just not the same. And then in California, it's like, oh wow. Uh, there, there, there is alcohol in this. I can taste it. So, the, you know, I just think that for your money, it's it's a better deal at yeah. California. I so. feel like I'll give it that it has more seating because it's really hard to get seats at the Disneyland one because it's smaller inside, huge amount. I don't know how many seats smaller, but it is a lot smaller inside. And there's always a line out the door to try to get inside mm -hmm. at the Disneyland side. And then on the outside, they they need to make more seating and they only have one bar to get your drinks from and on the florida side they actually have an outside area where you can grab your drinks buy them and sit down but in california if you want your drinks to go you have to wait in the line and to get inside to get the drinks they don't have an outside bar and i rumor has it that they're going to change it soon uh they're going to closing they're going to be closing the um Tangaroa terrace for a while and I'm not sure why. So uh, I'm not sure exactly when. This is just rumors, but they're going to try to make an outside bar to get your drinks to go. A walk-up bar. A walk-up bar. Do you think they're going to? Uh, you 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 don't think they're going to get rid of Tangaroa Terrace? No. No. It, they can't. Because... I think they're going to make it smaller, maybe, because they have this. I I this is my just like my guess, but they have an area when you walk inside where you they kind of form a line to the side. And then there's like a kitchen, and I, they might be getting rid of part of that area where you wait inside for the uh, to order your food, and they might make that the area for the walk-up bar. And it's a good segue into talking about Tangaroa Terrace. That's the counter service restaurant at the Disneyland Hotel. And again, because um, I think so far for me, the food service, the food and beverage service at Disneyland Hotel is mm -hmm. stellar. Yeah. Between Steakhouse 55, Goofy's Kitchen, uh, 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 Trader Sam's, and Tangaroa Terrace, you really have a lot of great, great food and drinks. Um, but Tangaroa Terrace, same thing. It's you know really good counter service food. Yeah, I completely agree. It's great food. I, I, now you've gone through all the lists, and I'm starving. But um, yeah, really, I do. You know, we we oftentimes will eat. We'll start at Tangaroa Terrace, and then end the day at Trader Sam's. You know, and stuff, and I, what I like too is they're always freshening up that you know freshening up the menu. So it's about to go through another refresh as well. So I look forward to seeing what the offerings are there. You know. Well, uh, all right. So um, scale of one to ten, Tyler, what do you give the Disneyland Hotel? Well, um, it's it's difficult for me. I, I didn't say my impressions earlier, so I'll just do it really quickly. Like, I, the Disneyland Hotel has a lot of heart, and it reminds me so much of my childhood because I was there all the time with my dad when I was a kid and it you know they had they used to have a marina in the middle where the pool is now and they used to have a, a nighttime show that you could think of as like a kind of a junior version of World of Color and they used to have these amazing waterfalls that you could walk underneath and so 
to me, that was like a huge part of, and I know that things always have to move forward, but to me, that was so much personality that they've taken out of that hotel. Um, and granted, we have Trader Sam's now and, and things like that. So I do love that. Um, but I, I miss some of the old stuff. And so, and I, you know, I'm there with Katrina on rooms. The rooms are not necessarily my favorite. I think once that new hotel opens, they really need to redo them. I mean, I would give it altogether a seven because I just think it, it is really close to there, but it's not there yet. But if you are looking for the most Disney place to stay on property of the three hotels, this is like the most by far has the most Disney injected into it. So just going there puts a smile on my face. I love being at the hotel. I don't know if I love staying at the hotel. Um, so yeah, I give it about a seven. Katrina, what about you? I think this hotel is like, I don't want to like think of the word like fantasy, like magical. Like it just, it, it just says this is what Disneyland should be. And so before you even get to the park, you just feel like you're already there. I would say I would give it like an eight, eight and a half because of all the cool amenities that come with it. Like the dining, I think is phenomenal, phenomenal there. And the rooms like Tyler, they're okay, but that headboard, like kind of like sells it. I feel like, and all the like Trader Sam's Steakhouse D5. I'll give it like an eight, eight and a half. All right. Rhino, what about you? Um, I haven't actually stayed there, so I can't weigh in too much like on the rooms and the comf comfortability of that. I've been in the rooms and walked around and stuff. So if I – I think the Grand Californian is a 10. And so my perception of the time I have spent at the Disneyland Hotel is I would probably put that at like a, like an 8. It's it's really solid. I think it's a, a little bit further away from the parks, which is still okay. You know, um, but – I, you know, you can't, it's like what you said, you can't really beat like all those food options that are there. Um, I like all the Disney touches. I feel like it's just, it really, you feel like you're at Disney. And I think, I, I think I'll give it an, an eight having not stayed there. Yeah. And for me, um, I would give it between an eight and an eight and a half. Um, the history of it, um, the, because uh, I, every time I stay there, I feel like I'm enveloped in, the history of the original Disneyland Resort. Um, you know, the time, a time before there was Walt Disney World, a time before there were, you know, three million Disney resorts everywhere. Um, and it, for me, it's where, while it may be physically further away from Disneyland Park than the Grand Californian, emotionally, it's a lot closer. So for that reason, um, and I also think this hotel is generally um, worth what you pay for it. Um, I think the rooms are spacious. I think they're elegant without being stuffy. I think they have touches and, uh, and elements in them that make them really unique and special. Uh, and generally speaking, I think this hotel is worth what you pay for it. So yeah, I, I'm going to give it you know what? I'm going to give it an eight and a half. I'm going to give it an eight and a half. I was a little disappointed my last stay, but that's unusual. That's very unusual. Um, I've stayed there dozens of times. So, and I always walk away feeling, feeling like I'm really glad I was there. And to the point where I'm sitting here talking about this, I'm thinking, I think the next time I go out there, I'm going to stay at the Disneyland Hotel. Hmm. <laughs> but, all right, that is going to do it for our show for this week, folks. We hope you enjoyed it. 
And we'll be back with you again next week with another episode of the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Have a great week, everybody. 